This podcast is brought to you by Link, simply the best way to learn languages. To learn from the following podcast, sign up for a free account at Link, L-I-N-G-Q.com, where you can study the full transcript using Link's revolutionary learning tools. Hi everyone, and uh, welcome back to another installment of the English Link podcast. I'm here today with Steve. Uh, Hi everyone. We're actually doing this over Skype, but uh, hopefully everything should should be fine. Sounds pretty good right now. I uh, think so. I think so. We thought we would uh, talk a little bit about Steve's recent trip to Europe. And, of course, are at the same time talk about our uh, recent updates on Link. So we should have a pretty full discussion today. Well, uh, you know, it's good to be back. Uh, here I am in Vancouver. I'm looking out of my office window. Uh, there is a beautiful sunset here. It's a little cool. Uh, and with, uh, with cooler weather in Vancouver, it's generally clearer. We don't get the rain, which is lovely. Uh, I had a great trip in Europe. I was in Italy for about five days, Italy and Austria, looking at equipment for our sawmill, uh, equipment that uh, is needed to produce electricity from our biomass, from our waste material at the mill. Uh, then I had one week on the lumber uh, business as well in in Sweden at the end of my trip, and I had two weeks in between. And rather than fly back to North America and fly back to Europe, I decided to stay there and I traveled around on my Eurail Pass. Yeah, and I, it sounds like you really enjoyed your your uh, your time uh, gallivanting around uh, around Europe on your Eurail Pass. I did. I had a great time. I because, should also I'm just going to yes. mention that it, it is a lovely sunset uh, this evening in Vancouver, but it it is only four twenty seven. <laughs> Therefore, well, that's later in the day than it was in Sweden when I was there. Is that right? <laughs> because there it got dark even earlier. So that's not unusual. We're not that far north, the uh, 49th parallel. Yeah. Uh, in Sweden, it got dark a lot earlier, it seems to is me. Is Sweden that much further north? Well, Sweden is, of course, a very long country from north to south, but yeah. Stockholm and Karlstad are, you know, they're 58. They're pretty close to the... To the Arctic Circle, 55 anyway. Are they really? Degrees north, yeah. So it's quite a bit north of, of where we are. Mm-hmm. But uh, no, the Ural Pass was a tremendous experience. Any of you who have read my book will remember that I used to hitchhike around Europe when I was a student in France. But of course, there you were often cold and wet and waiting by the roadside and didn't know where your next lift was going to come from and where you were going to stay and if you were going to be able to eat and you had hardly enough money and... Whereas here, uh, you know, traveling by train, you're dry. You know you're going to get there, uh, <laughs> you know. And, uh, and it was good. I could, I could plan to stay in smaller towns where the hotels are cheaper. And then I could go into the town uh, with, uh, with uh, then the quality of rail travel in, in Europe is just excellent. So all in all, I had a wonderful experience. They didn't have URL passes back in the day uh well, you had to pay for them. You had to buy them. <laughs> right. <laughs> they didn't give them out free of charge. So, uh, yeah, no, it was uh, different. So it was lovely to move around. Uh, and, um, you know, the, I, I, uh, in Italy, we had five good days there. And then, uh, but it, uh, I really enjoyed Germany this time. I enjoyed the towns, Augsburg, Munich, and Prague, which, which uh, at least uh, used to be partly German. 
uh, with a fair amount of German influence, although it's, it's of course, overwhelmingly a Czech city. Uh, but that whole, I mean, uh, Prague was involved in the, in, the, in the Thirty Years' War, which was, of, uh, of course, a dramatic event in the history of Germany and, and which started, I saw the battlefield in Prague where the Thirty Years' War began. Hmm. Uh, and, uh, and then I was briefly in Paris and Brussels and Antwerp, but I was in Cologne, I was in um, Haida, which is near Hamburg, and then I was in Berlin, which is very nice. So hmm. overall, I had a, a wonderful visit through the sort of German-speaking world mm-hmm. from predominantly. And I read books in German, and I listened to German, bought some audiobooks. had a great time. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, it sounded like it. And every couple of days, you were somewhere else. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, and, and um, I read a very interesting book, which I'm going to talk about on my blog, uh, which was written by a German brain researcher whose name is Manfred Spitzer. And he talked about how the brain learns and how the brain is, is very good at, at, at de, you know, d- developing its own you know, uh, rules and seeing patterns and, and learning things. And it does it sort of its own way. It doesn't, uh, doesn't necessarily rely on, on having the rules explained to, to it, so to speak. So mm-hmm. a lot of what was in that book was very much in support of the, the, the teaching or the learning principles that we, we espouse at Link. Yeah, well, I see you've been writing up on your blog or you posted something recently. They were talking about uh, asking about or talking about uh, how kids learn different, different, mm-hmm. in different countries and, and comparing the education system and systems in Asia. And I can't remember, I think it was China or Taiwan or I mean, they're all, I think they're all the same. Taiwan, uh, Japan, China, they all have this sort of heavy uh, uh, school, cram school. Uh, approach to a kid's education anyway and and you were saying that in Finland they don't assign homework and the kids kind of uh I don't know what they do but uh that it's pretty loosey goosey uh, which seems counterintuitive but I guess they must be doing some things uh, some things there well it it all started uh, uh because uh, our lumber company has now got two people stationed in Sweden so I visited with them and with their families and and both of these families have uh children you know of uh, you know early school age and they were a little bit frustrated that in sweden they don't teach them to read until the age until grade seven grade even, seven sorry until <laughs> until the age of seven a grade one a grade in other words they have kindergarten up until the age of seven right so uh and they were of course the kids here have learned to read and now that they're they're afraid that they're going to fall behind in other words, if they stayed in Sweden, they'd stay with the Swedish system. They'd end up okay. But if they have to come back here and they've spent a year or two without learning how to read, they might fall behind. Mm-hmm. So uh, then I, I kind of inquired a bit more about this. And in Finland, they also don't start reading until the age of seven. But in the international comparison of school children's outcomes, which is known as PISA, P-I-S-A, the Finns finish on top. Mm-hmm. Both in math and in uh, in uh, you know uh, language skills, and so I looked up on the internet, and sure enough, the Finns spend about I mean the the, the Chinese spend I think the French spend a lot of time at school, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, they spend say twelve hundred hours a year. The Finns spend eight hundred uh, hours a, a year. That's two thirds. Yeah, and year after year after year, mm-hmm. and yet at the end of the they measured fifteen year olds. So after presumably eight or nine years of schooling, 
the Finns, with two-thirds the number of hours of schooling, do better than most, than all other countries, including these Asian countries, where not only do they spend 12 hours or 1,200 hours in school, we all know that they have these tremendous cram schools mm-hmm. where they go from school to, to more school. Mm-hmm. And I am quite convinced that just as in language learning, much of what is done in the classroom and much of the assignments that are given to people and many of the tests that are given to people are quite counterproductive when mm-hmm. it comes to learning. Maybe not counterproductive, but very ineffective. And and what what I think uh, it just made me think of this while you were describing the Chinese schools. Um, I would imagine that as more and more stuff is crammed at you, you essentially turn your brain off. So that yeah, okay. On the one hand, I'm trying to memorize this stuff, but I'm not interested in it. Not really trying. I'm not trying to learn it. I'm just kind of memorizing it for the test, which I would imagine tends to happen. Exactly. We had one person comment on my blog, like, uh, you know, we learned the names, for example, of different angles, uh, you know, if it's more than 90 degrees or less than 90 degrees. So you have names for different things. Mm-hmm. And then they test people on these names. Mm-hmm. But knowing the names doesn't necessarily help you to do math. No. It, you know, there is a number. It's like grammar terms. Right. Uh, knowing the names of grammar terms is not necessarily going to help you speak the language. No. And I think there are a lot of things like this that are taught because they are easy to test, mm-hmm. but they may have nothing to do with with learning the skill. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the way the book describes how we learn, how the brain needs new things, interesting things, and then it's it gets quite keen on creating new synapses, new connections between neurons. Mm-hmm. If it's old and uninteresting, then mm-hmm. the, the, the brain isn't doing these things. Mm-hmm. And uh, I am sure that many of the activities in the class are designed in order to keep the class active and busy. I'm sure uh, that's the ben- case because, uh, you know, my daughter Annie, she she was doing an assignment recently on, uh, uh, I guess, it's social studies or whatever they call it. Uh, and her assignment had to do with uh, systems of government and economic systems. <laughs> and That's pretty heavy for pretty heavy going, I thought. And here she's got to be explaining what a you know a free market system versus uh, That's ridiculous. Uh, you know, <laughs> a managed or a, com- a communist, whatever they called the term. I don't even remember the term they used. Um, and you know, she has no interest in that at all. No. So it's just a matter. Okay, I got to try and remember the stuff that's essentially gibberish to me, right. so I can spew it back out for the test. And whew, that's over. <laughs> you know, <laughs> what did she learn there? Like, I mean, until you're actually interested in things uh, in the economy, learning the terminology, what does that do for you? I don't know. <laughs> I'm quite convinced that if uh, if Annie or if people are able to do a lot of reading. And, of mm-hmm. course, I believe in listening. I think listening helps, too, mm-hmm. on subjects of interest. Mm-hmm. And if they develop a tremendous ability to read mm-hmm. and, therefore, to absorb information through reading and to talk about it, express mm-hmm. themselves, but always on subjects of interest to them, mm-hmm. within reason. Of course, you have to learn math and stuff, but mm-hmm. in, certainly in the socials area, if at age 16 she got interested in that subject, mm-hmm. she'd pick it up in no time. Right. And in the meantime, you're trying to push on a rope. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I was sitting here thinking, boy, <laughs> she's never even thought about the economy. I mean, I guess to one to some extent, you're exposed to these ideas, 
But uh, I thought, why no. does an 11-year-old girl have to know the difference between a planned economy and yeah. a free enterprise economy? Yeah, why, why possibly? I know. And and <laughs> uh, and uh, anyway. So there's a lot of that, and and I'm quite convinced. The other thing about Finland, one of the reports I read on the internet suggested that their teachers are quite well paid, mm-hmm. and they're and they're respected. And I think teachers should be well paid, mm-hmm. and then poor teachers should be fired. Mm-hmm. In other words, it's just not acceptable that that this the, that we always get on the subject of right. these teachers unions, but they protect all the bad apples. I know you're not allowed to criticize a teacher. They're all good. All teachers are the same. Right. No, that's not true. The quality of the teacher, I think, has been demonstrated to be the biggest influence, not mm-hmm. the size of the classroom. Right. No. And I know myself that if, if I think back, if I had enthusiastic teachers who were good and who inspired me, I'd learn. I'd learn right. on my own. Absolutely. And, and the duds, I, I didn't learn. So, so uh, yeah. pay and them properly, respect them, right. and make sure you only have good teachers and, and get and rid of the. Not bad. only they do were- you do you want to, uh, or or do you listen to that good teacher and does he inspire you and 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 you know during class time you you uh, you learn better, but you also want to do better because you respect him and you want him to think highly of you or to to be impressed with what you do for him. Whereas, as you say, a teacher exactly. that you don't respect, you whatever. I'll just go through the motions, be done with this class, and move on. Mm-hmm. You know, that's why uh, at Link, people say, well, what are the qualifications of your tutors? Well, they have to be enthusiastic, and they have to speak the language well. I believe in imitating. Mm -hmm. Uh, Imitation is very important. If I speak with someone who speaks their language well, like Ana Paula, I had a discussion in Portuguese. I mean, she's great. She has lots of things to say. She thinks about different issues. I know she speaks Portuguese well. I don't – she happens to be a teacher. That's fine. But uh, I know that uh, you know that that with her I'm going to learn, mm-hmm. and that's good enough. Mm-hmm. But uh, which we should probably then use as a, a springboard to get into a brief discussion about the changes we've made at Link. Yeah, well, we uh, on uh, I guess Thursday last week we finally put up our new uh, essentially our courses update. Uh, we made all these changes. Basically, to introduce courses which 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 are a more structured approach to using our site, and uh, and we we used to we we in the past had a lot of people commenting that they didn't quite know how to use the site, and uh, there's a lot of functionality there. Where do I start? Uh, those sorts of things, and and so you know, for those people that that were able to figure it out, great. But there's a there were a lot of people that that were not able to, and and so we. Brought in more of a structured approach to to help the other those others navigate the site and, and just more or less more understand what we want people to do and and how to mm-hmm. learn on Link. Mm-hmm. You know, I think we should probably devote uh, another discussion to the new Link. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the, the the course model is powerful. I think it's an opportunity for tutors to come on our platform, develop their own courses using our basic learning methodology. Uh, and talk about things that they're interested in, whether it be working with beginners, whether it be uh, literature, history, whatever it might be. I think it, it gives us a lot more flexibility. I think it's going to be powerful for tutors who want to reach people through our platform, and it provides more structure. It, it enables a learner to make a commitment. But you know, Mark, the thing that I really like the most about our system, because I'm not, I, I'll take a course, mm-hmm. but the biggest thing is, is just the appearance of it. Mm-hmm. It's so much improved. It's such a delight. 
to go there. Well, different yeah. colors for different languages. The quality of the text, it's easier to read. It's, it's, I, I'm very pleased with it. Yeah, I think it looks great. And yeah, we, t- we took advantage of the fact that we had to make changes, structural changes to the site to, to up, update the design. And so, yeah, I, I agree. It, it, I, really, I really like the new design too. Which... But it is now very clear, even if you don't take a course, it's very clear what it is you're supposed to do. Exactly. Exactly. Anyway, probably with that, we should uh, wrap things up here, and we'll we'll get into okay. more detail on the courses probably in another uh, podcast. So, okay. Uh, Let's make sure we do that. Yeah. And uh, All right. we'll talk to you next time. In fact, we let people give everyone a chance to get on there and explore so they'll know what we're talking about. Those of you who aren't members of Link, now's your opportunity to go and join and we'll talk about the new courses next time we meet. Okay, sounds good. Bye-bye. Okay, bye.